You're listening to the Alliance Specialty Podcast, dedicated to insurance and risk management solutions and trends shaping the market today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a podcast where today we will be chatting about cybersecurity and the changes in the market and what we at Alliant are trying to do to help best prepare our insureds. This is Megan O'Malley, and I am one of the practice leaders at Alliance Cyber Solutions team. And here on the call with me is my co-leader, Bobby Horn. Hey, Megan. Thanks for having me. Good to talk to you. Yes, as always. As you and I know full well, the last couple of years in the cyber market has been very difficult, to say the least. We have seen massive increases in retentions and in premiums due largely to the increase in rather severe losses that we've seen. Oftentimes, we now see uh, limits being reduced, capacity being taken away, and at times, our insurers being left, frankly, uninsurable. There are some phenomenal cyber experts now within Imperium, so we have included them here today. We have Scott Takeoka, who heads up the cyber arm at Imperium, and Chad Neal, who is one of the cyber experts specializing in M&A. Scott and Chad, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you, Megan. Guys, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about how the security events that are happening today are actually influencing our markets. We're going to pose just some questions to you and get your thoughts on kind of the state of the cyber world. So firstly, Scott, based on the market updates and the state of cyber insurance we're seeing at the moment, what threats are you seeing that are pressuring the carriers and that require them to rethink their strategies? Well, it's it's, it's varied, right? Certainly, ransomware has been driving a lot of the rethinking of strategies and, and realignment of uh, risk appetites by the carriers. As I've worked with insureds on uh, insurability issues, it, it's kind of taken them for a loop in that before it seemed like the carriers really didn't care so much about the details of all their security protocols. But now the carriers have gotten a lot smarter. They're digging into the details of of everything, and there are a number of specific controls that really clients have to have, including MFA, gear backup, EDR solutions that are absolute musts. We've identified probably nine to 14 of those that really are red flags. The issue is that it's a changing environment. You know, what was current and, and what the carriers really cared about for the last couple of years are probably not going to be the same thing in another year or two years down the line because tactics have changed. It's, it's really true. Everything you, you said, Scott, certainly a lot more technical, uh, the cyber product has become from, a, from an underwriting standpoint. Chad, I, I'll turn to you here. With your focus on the private market space, how do you see those forces or others impacting portfolio companies who tend to occupy the SMB space? Great question. Great question. Uh, look, uh, for, for many years, when you think about the reality that the uh, MSB or the small to medium-sized businesses have kind of lived in, the SMB community has considered themselves as uninteresting to the cyber criminals. Small to medium-sized businesses have become a preferred target for certain segments of cyber criminals due to the relatively weak security posture that they inherently have. On top of that, there's also strong evidence that there is a very motivated group of cyber criminals targeting portfolio companies that have been acquired by the middle market PE firms. Due to the fact that they're made up primarily of these small to medium-sized businesses and that they've recently been injected with large amounts of cash. Insurers understand this dynamic, right? That their security is relatively 
you know, lax at these investments. And therefore, they're coming with a much more skeptical eye about the security posture. And they are making it now more difficult to get insurance or when it comes time to renew, they're, they're seeing premiums go up quite a bit from what I've seen. The work I do with our MA clients, it's shocking, to, quite frankly, some of the controls or the lack of controls that a lot of our on the portfolio side. And since the, the portfolio companies you work with represent clients in all sectors of industry, are there any that are, are immune to these forces and would, by, by extension, have a lower hurdle as it relates to cyber insurability? You know, I think the, the reality is, and, and the, the short answer is no. You know, with business email compromise and ransomware making up a large part of these attacks, it's been a game changer in the, in, from a cyber security standpoint. Uh, now every industry is really in the crosshairs of the cyber criminals, right? Because the, the cyber criminal doesn't matter if you're a healthcare organization, a manufacturing company, they are looking at, you know, can I take advantage of you know, your lax controls in order to extort money from you? You know, then with the lax security at the small to medium-sized businesses, you know, when you think about the way that the dynamic works, you know, they, they actually will deliver these ransomware payloads to either email attachments. So those payloads are getting through to the end user. They're clicking on the links and then in, injecting their endpoint with ransomware payload, which then starts to propagate through the network. Or again, because of the lax perimeter security, uh, you're seeing them actually attack Microsoft's remote desktop protocol and be able to directly deliver those payloads through unpatched vulnerabilities or weak passwords at the perimeter. And of course, you know, business email compromises, particularly insidious because once they've been able to compromise your email system and now they're acting as what looks like an authorized user and that user is asking someone to do something on their behalf, oftentimes it's changing wiring instructions to a new bank. It's very difficult for people to detect. Chad, I think that's such good info. And I, it's funny because I feel like everyone these days is so focused on ransomware that they're forgetting the prevalence of business email compromise, which as you pointed about is, is a big concern. Yeah. I, you know, I get a phone call from portfolio companies, private equity firms that have had this happen you know, a couple times a month. And it's to the tune of several hundred thousand. I've seen business email compromise that have been in the millions from a loss perspective. So it, it's really a problem. Yep, it sure is. Scott, similarly to, to Chad, you do see clients across different industries. However, I think you're possibly supporting larger enterprise size organizations. So what are some of the common misperceptions that you see at your clients as it relates to insurability and common blind spots? That's an interesting question. And it's one where from an insurance process, it's a challenge. And I'm going to highlight the application process, because within cyber, it's following, you know, tried and true application checkbox applications. But the challenge is that this risk and the controls that are involved really don't lend itself well to being told through a checkbox application, especially in larger organizations. Working with our insureds, it, it's really imperative that we find different ways to actually tell their risk story that really articulate all the security strategy that the CISO is actually putting into place that's not being reflected by simple binary yes-no questions, do you have an MFA or not, and strictly looking at the controls. 
And so I think, especially in these larger organizations where you have very complex IT environments, complex security environments, where you're placing bets where it makes sense, that that resolution of the story just doesn't come come through. And this is an area of uh, focus on on what we're doing with the uh, insurance. Yeah, I think it's a, a really good backdrop is to the environment we're dealing with. I think a good, a good turning point to kind of talk about what you and, and, and Chad are doing at Imperium. Chad, you and Scott, having spearheaded the cybersecurity practice at Imperium, why did you decide that this was a place you wanted to bring your skill set at this particular time? And if possible, maybe discuss why Imperium decided having a cybersecurity and resilience advisory and transformation was important to their business strategy. I think the motivation really is what we've been talking about, and that is cyber threats are just having a larger and larger negative impact in the world I live in, private market, and that impact is also affecting their ability to transfer risk through cyber insurance. You know, it's just getting harder and harder to put the right amount of focus from a protection standpoint for these firms that are trying to build their businesses. And it's also getting harder for them to, you know, find some insurance and it's, it's costing more. So it's with this challenge in mind that I decided to join Imperium to build the cyber practice with the goal of delivering risk management and resiliency solutions directly to my private market clients. What's exciting about the Imperium opportunity is, you know, we've got really strong backing by, by leadership to, to build, you know, a top-notch cybersecurity practice. And what's even more exciting is that we get to start with a clean sheet of paper. So, you know, Scott and I are working together to take everything that we've seen over our, our course of our career and what we know clients are looking for and help to design that. Yeah, that all sounds like good good reasons for me. God, it's it, I'm curious how you you'd take the same question, especially knowing your background and where you came from. Yeah, I you know, I came to Imperium really to holistically address cyber risk. And I came to uh, Imperium to really build out a solution that crosses both domains of, of insurance and cybersecurity. And in my mind, organizationally, these two domains really need to come together to effectively manage this risk. Yeah, I think the timing is great too. I mean, I think historically, you know, our clients have always asked us for, for meaningful data and analytics that we just weren't able to provide to them. And I think, you know, what you guys are doing in Imperium really makes a lot of sense, number one, and it's, it's giving our, our clients something that they previously didn't have. I don't think that the product was, you know, at a level of maturity where it was even needed or required, right? But as, as the market has turned, and certainly as the insurers are looking for more mature cybersecurity controls from their policyholders, it's certainly something that we think is a, a real value to, to our clients. I think it's going to be received really, really well. I mean, I think, you know, this type of holistic approach to cyber risk really hasn't been offered yet in the market. And I think everything you just said, you know, insurers are wanting better risks on their books. But I think in the last couple of years, what insureds have realized is they all actually genuinely want to be better risks. You know, I've had more engagement with CISOs and CTOs in the last couple of years who are going, we're really trying hard and we finally understand how this plays into risk transfer. And so I think with that kind of engagement and that desire to be better risks and to, to really benefit their companies from, from a more holistic approach, 
teaming up with, with folks like Imperium and the product that you guys or the services you're offering is going to be super beneficial, you know, not just to insurers and, you know, being able to send them better risks, but really to insurers and the education process, the understanding and the collaboration that it forces within an organization. I think our clients are, are so ready for, for what Imperium have to offer. So yeah, I'm really excited about it. Well, I think that's our time for today. I'd like to once again thank Scott Takaoka and Chad Neal from Imperium for joining us today and, and Megan O'Malley, my, my colleague here at Alliant. For more information, you can go to www.alliant.com. Thank you, Bobby. People can find us at www.imperiumcg.com.